Have you ever noticed that podcasts are a little like sharks? When they stop swimming, they die, and they can both smell blood from a mile away. So in the spirit of keeping swimming, I'd like to introduce you to TOS Plus. Putting my business pants on for a second, TOS Plus is our new premium membership thingamajig. It's the all-access pass to a growing library of exclusive horror, sci-fi, and WTF audio fiction, along with access to the regular TOS weekly stories in higher quality, a week early, and ad-free. Once again, that's exclusive episodes, ad-free, a week early, and higher quality audio. You'll also get access to the brand new TOS Plus Vault, where you can grab our ebooks, comics, and desktop wallpapers and all sorts of stuff. All of this is available today via our Patreon campaign, which includes juicy extras like Discord access, audiobooks, and merch. And if you're an Apple user, you can subscribe directly via the Apple Podcasts app. We're now in our eighth year of the podcast, and we've got so many cool projects on the boil none of which would be possible without the ongoing support of our listeners, specifically our premium subscribers, our super-powered patrons, and the many multi-dimensional voodoo priests air-guitaring to the TOS intro jingle. For more, head over to theotherstories.net forward slash plus. Once again, that's theotherstories.net forward slash plus. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No. These are the other stories. <laughs> If you're new to the other stories, then I just wanted to take a moment to let you know about our other shows. If you're a writer or a creative of any level, then you may want to check out the Great Writers Share podcast, hosted by TOS regular Daniel Wilcox, a show where he interviews writers of all levels, getting insights into the tips, tricks, and production habits of writers in every level of the biz. That is the Great Writers Share podcast. And if you're a horror movie fan, I want to listen to two bearded film fans flippantly talk about and review the best and worst horror movies of all time. Check out Horror Hangout, where myself and Ben Errington rate and review horror movies and have a right old laugh. That's Horror Hangout. If you're looking for more scary stories, check out Miscreation, a horror audio drama podcast bringing you scary stories performed by a band of actors at the Acast Studio in London. Season 1 is available now. And for our other shows, head over to hawkandcleaver.com forward slash podcasts to check them out today. Today's episode is Painted Anguish, 
written by Zach Friday and narrated by Justin Fife. The art gallery was packed, and James was growing bored with it all. He didn't know if he just didn't understand art, or if he consciously chose to reject the message his wife, Carrie, had so lovingly pointed out. But the result was the same. It was all shit to him. He skirted a crowd surrounding a modern piece that looked to him like some random debris scattered on the floor. Their whispers of understanding and agreement. Insights into the intelligent questions the piece provoked, making him sick. He saw a break in the crowd near a dark hallway and beelined for it, hoping maybe it would be an exit and he could send a sorry text that he accidentally left and found a bar down the street. The corner turned onto a dimly lit empty corridor with a painting hanging at the far end. James glanced back at the crowds milling about the bright gallery, briefly wondering why no one was interested in this, but mostly thankful for the escape. He walked down the hallway slowly, the painting a vibrant beacon pulling him closer. He stopped a few feet in front of it, standing in front of a small bench for people who needed time to study it. Orange and red flames licked the sides of the canvas, reaching towards a dark landscape that looked like a different planet to James. In the center of the wasteland was either a large child or a starving man, pulling a cloak tight over his small frame and exposed ribs pushing taut skin. His eyes peered from beneath the hood towards James. The painting sent a chill down his spine and made his stomach lurch. He glanced to the plaque hanging below the painting. Painted anguish was all it said. Well, that's an apt name, he thought to himself. He sat down on the bench and stared at the painting. It seemed to move the longer he looked at it. The flames danced along the sides, and he saw the man in the middle pull the cloak tighter around himself while wind moved along the desolate land, flinging dust and debris into the air. James blinked hard, rubbed his eyes, and decided he was ready to go. He stood and walked back down the dim corridor, surprised to see no one else had ventured down to see the painting. He turned the corner into a much less crowded gallery. Only a few groups wandered about now, and he could actually see most of the pieces spread along the bright walls. He spied Carrie power walking towards him from across the room. Hey, you ready to go? She asked him. I was sure you'd already deserted me. I was just about to start checking the local bars. Where were you? Uh, just down the hallway there, he said, gesturing behind him. She looked over his shoulder and gave him a quizzical look. <laughs> All right, funny guy, let's go home. James felt tired as he walked into work the next day. As he made his way up the long staircase into the large building downtown, he thought about the painting. He couldn't shake the feeling that he'd seen it somewhere. He was sure he had, he just couldn't place where. He pushed through the large revolving door and made his way through security, joining the mass of humanity moving towards the elevators. He nearly jumped at the side of the far wall in the elevator bay. There was the painting. No wonder he'd felt like he'd seen it before. Of course he had. He must have looked at it hundreds of times over the years without ever stopping to actually take it in. He felt like he would have noticed it before, and now that he did, he thought it was an awfully bleak picture to have in a corporate setting. He thought this had always been some intricate landscape, 
like a window to another happier world before you took the elevator to a cubicle and wasted the next eight to ten hours slaving over nonsense. He walked to the painting, again admiring the heavy brushwork, the vibrant oranges and the reds giving away to darkness and the man in the middle. Is he cold or hot? James thought to himself. He studied the painting, staring at it until it began to move again. He could see the man's ribs rising and falling, fighting for breath in whatever place he was stuck. James began to feel a weight on his own chest. He loosened his tie and took a deep breath. Finally, he pulled himself away, turning back to an empty elevator bay. He pressed the call button and waited for his ride up to his office, stealing glances towards the painting that he couldn't believe he hadn't seen in all the years he had worked in the building. The elevator doors opened and whisked him up. He felt the weight disappear from his chest and breathed heavily inside the stainless steel interior while his head throbbed. The doors opened and he exited onto his floor. James, his boss said as he pushed open the heavy door into the office. You're late and fix your tie. You look like shit. James was late every morning for the next week each morning going the same way. He would walk to the elevators and be captivated by the painting, staring at it a little longer each day. He tried to avert his gaze, but the effort was pointless. He couldn't stop himself from examining it closer whenever he had the chance. His boss was getting fed up with the tardiness. Be late one more time, James, and you're fired. And get some damn sleep this weekend. You look like you're dying, he had said to him as he left the office Friday night. The last few days he had stared at it on his way out of the office too, causing him not to get home to Carrie until late. Friday, she had already been asleep by the time he got home. It was the weekend now though, and James was thankful for the break from the painting. He slept in late on a Saturday and awoke to the smell of pancakes wafting through the house. He smiled and sprang from the bed, feeling rested and ready for the day, wondering what Carrie had planned for them hoping there weren't more art shows on the docket for the weekend. He moved through the house towards the kitchen. As he walked down the stairs and turned the corner, he saw the painting. It was hanging in the foyer, just like it had always been, but somewhere in his mind he doubted that. He felt like it hadn't been there just yesterday. Of course it was, he told himself. It's always been there. You look at it all the time. He stared at the painting, barely having to spend any time looking at it before it began its dance again. James pushed past the painting and moved into the kitchen. Smells great, honey, he said to Carrie, forcing a smile. She ignored him and continued to pile pancakes onto a plate. He sat down at the table and watched her fill a small jar with syrup before tossing it in the microwave. He pushed his bangs from his face and leaned into his hand. He thought hard on when they had really bought the painting. He couldn't remember the exact date, but he knew it wasn't recently. He remembered looking at it most days as far back as he could remember, but that didn't feel quite right either. He tried to think back to the art gallery last weekend. He remembered vaguely something about the painting and that night, but mostly he just remembered being bored in a crowded place and walking past art he didn't understand. Carrie, when did we get that painting in the hallway? He asked. She ignored him again and went about making breakfast. You know the one, Painted Anguish? When did we put that up? 
He felt like his voice was faint, like he was having to scream to talk at a normal level. His head throbbed as he rubbed his temples. James, she called to him. Are you going to come in and eat, or did I make all this for just me? Huh? James shook his head and looked down the hallway to Carrie, standing in the entrance to the kitchen. He looked back to the painting and realized he was only a few inches from it. Are you okay? Yeah, uh, I'm fine, James said, turning slowly and moving down the hallway, feeling like he was in a dream or had just come out of a deep sleep. James guessed he was still exhausted, but everything felt wrong. Things weren't adding up for him. Carrie passed him and looked at the painting on the wall. It is pretty. Not that I think you could see much of it standing that close, she teased. I don't know if pretty is the word I would use, he said, and saw a look of hurt on her face. You don't have to love my art, James, but please don't insult it. So that's where it had come from. Now he remembered. Carrie had painted it some years ago. It wasn't her normal flowers or fruit that mostly adorned the walls of their home, but James decided to drop it before he said anything else that would hurt his wife. I'm I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean anything by it, he said as he stumbled down the hallway into the kitchen and found a plate of food waiting for him at the table. He sat down and forced a bite into his mouth, the pancake tasting so awful he thought he might vomit on the table. Carrie walked up behind him, put a hand on his forehead. You feel fevered, baby. Maybe you should just go back to bed today. I think that's a good idea. James walked back down the stairs, forcing himself to look anywhere that wasn't the damn painting, feeling the eyes of the tortured soul in the middle of it follow him the whole way. Carrie woke up to the sound of someone rummaging downstairs. She rolled over to wake James and saw that his side of the bed was empty. The clock read one in the morning. She slid her robe over her shoulders and walked hesitantly towards the stairs. The smell of gas hit her as she reached the top step. James? She called down into the dark house. James? Is everything okay down there? What are you doing up? The house remained silent as she made her way to the first floor. She rounded the bend in the stairs and saw James standing like he had been this morning, only an inch or two from one of her paintings of a rose bush. The smell of gas was incredibly strong and she realized James was drenched in it. He was holding a book of matches in his hands, getting ready to strike one. James, what are you doing? Put that down. James turned toward her slowly, struck the match, and erupted into flames. He didn't react to the fire engulfing him. He only looked back to the picture on the wall. She screamed and slid down the wall behind her. Looking back on the incident later, she could swear he pulled his robe tighter around his shoulders, almost as if he were cold as he burned. The art gallery was packed, and Mary was growing bored with it all. She pushed and pulled her way through the crowds of people admiring art she didn't understand. She saw a hallway on the other end and made her way there hoping for an exit. As she rounded the corner, she entered a dimly lit corridor with a strange painting on the far end. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Other Stories. 
Painted Anguish was written by Zach Friday, narrated by Justin Fife, edited by Carl Hughes, and music by Sferia and Tom Robson, and sound effects provided by freesound.org. Today's art was provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House. Zach Friday is an editor for DBND Publishing. You can visit their website, dbndpublishing.com, for more great horror stories from established and new horror writers. If you're new to the other stories, then I wanted to take a moment to let you know about our other shows. If you're a writer of any level, then you may want to check out the Great Writers Share podcast hosted by TOS regular Daniel Wilcox, a show where he interviews writers of all levels, getting into the tips, tricks and production habits of writers in every level of the biz. That is the Great Writers Share podcast. If you're a horror movie fan and want to listen to two bearded film fans flippantly talk about and review the best and worst horror movies of all time, check out Horror Hangout where myself and Ben Errington rate and review horror movies and have a right old laugh. That's Horror Hangout. If you're looking for more scary stories, then you might want to check out Miscreation, a horror audio drama podcast bringing you scary stories performed by a band of actors at the ACAST studio in London. Season 1 is available now. And for our other shows, head over to hawkandcleaver.com forward slash podcasts. Until next time. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.